Hey, this is Tyler Sugar. Join me weekday mornings for Bump and Run, brought to you by Chris Foster Heating and Air, your Ream Heating and Air Condition Specialist right here in Spartanburg on Fox Sports 1400, 98.3 FM. Yeah, Tyler, I'm doing, I'm doing pretty good. We had some storms roll through the Pensacola area last night, but it looks like it's going to be a beautiful next few days down here so hope you guys stay safe up your way absolutely coach um you know we got to get through this but uh, the, the chances went way down overnight so that's good news um but coach uh we um are entering into uh what is probably the most uh exciting weekend of the year uh the most fun weekend of the year and that's the start of the ncaa tournament uh usually we'd be gearing up for it to start today at noon um of course all the the women folk get mad because it uh it comes on a basketball tournament starts uh and they miss their young and the restless on thursday and friday but they're not gonna miss it today because uh, it's not going to start till Friday, but we got the first four games tonight, Coach. Uh, I think it's the best sports weekend, uh, really, of the year. It's the end, start of the NCAA tournament this weekend. No, and it, and, it, and it feels like tournament time now. You know, for, for all of the hiccups through the season, through all the uncertainty of the season, through all of the, you know, cancellations and postponements and and things like that, you know, to get to this point, you know, a lot of these student athletes and these staffs have to be, you know, commended for, you know, going through quite a bit. I mean, all the testing that's been happening and stuff like that. So to reach this point where you're, you know, now in this bubble in Indiana or whatever you want to call it, you know, but everybody being around the Indianapolis area, getting ready to play some basketball, it it feels like it feels like the tournament. And so that in and of itself is an accomplishment and, and I'm really looking forward to seeing you know what happens over the course of the next few days and the, the next couple of weeks well coach the first four games tonight uh yeah one really big game at the end of those with with two you know heavyweight teams that have won national championships and you look at some of the other programs that are in the first four games some of them upstart programs like um appalachian state who i know you know coach dustin kearns um y'all coach that uh, together there at pc um but it's it's a, a vast variety of of teams here in these first four tonight um you're looking forward to these first four games and, and which games do you see being the best ones well you know it's, it's funny because most of the time not really interested in the first four and you know not you know for, for numerous reasons you know you feel like that that's not a group of teams who have any chance of advancing in the tournament and all that kind of stuff but but you got some name programs there with michigan state and ucla that's you know those are some big time blue blood programs that have been around and been you know perennial powers over the course of the landscape of college basketball and you know you've got you know wichita state team which has had some success over the last several years so they're a team that that has some familiarity with people and then then the personal end of it you know when you watch what dustin did at at presbyterian and you know and just kind of having known him even prior to that you know during his days and his assistant and things like that to see what he's done at appalachian state you know, to take him only for the third time, I think, in school history to the tournament. Um, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see, you know, what they are able to do uh, this evening. So so I do have a little more interest uh, as far as what, what's going to go on tonight, you know, especially that Appalachian-Norfolk State game. And then to see, you know, if the toughness and the battle-tested Michigan State squad you know, can can beat that Pac-12 team from UCLA. So those are the two games to me that 
that hold the most, you know, interest. But uh, but overall, it's going to be interesting to see how these these games play out. Well, for me, the thing is, I wish they would start that those these games earlier. Uh, because a 9.57 start, which I think is what it is for that last game, I'll be sleeping. Right. That's ridiculous. Right. Right. And they could have done that. I mean, with this situation, especially with the, you know, with the attendance, you know, situation as it is, I mean, that, that's what the NBA's done a lot with a lot of earlier games and things like that. They could have done that. But I think, obviously, you know, having not had a tournament last year and everything that's going on, I mean, they're they're trying to maximize their dollars and things like that. So, um, not surprising there. And, uh, that is kind of late. That is one advantage of another advantage besides the beach being, you know, 20 minutes away, but another advantage of being here, we're in the central time zone. So yeah. it's not quite the late night that, that the East coast people have to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. Well, coach, uh, then we, turn, we, that's okay. It's fine. Uh, then we turn the page coach and the first round starts on, uh, on Friday, 12, 15, uh, the first game going to tip off and it's another guy that you're pretty familiar with. You had a son that played at Walford for coach Mike young, then Virginia. And now he's at Virginia tech. They're going to take on the Florida Gators. Do you like coach young and the Hokies uh, in this one? Well, I, re- I really do because I think that's a squad you know that that they've they've been through you know some pretty tough battles too, and they and they fought through some adversity. But he's got, you know, he's got guys that know how to execute, um, and I, and I just feel like they are, you know, they've been they've been right there in so many games all year anyway. I mean, they had some big wins, and and to sit there, you know, I think they were a little bit undervalued as a ten seed, and so, uh, you know, I, I yeah, I do. I think I think the you know, the Hokies are moving on, and and I and I believe that that Mike Young, you know, is going to see, you know, some of the kind of the reward for what he's done over the the year and a half, two years that he's been there. So uh, I'm excited to see that. That's obviously the game that's probably the one that circled almost the most of all of them for me, and uh, and and I think they're gonna they're gonna move it on. Uh, the Clemson Tigers have Rutgers in the first round, Coach. Uh, what do you think about uh, the Tigers' chances of moving on? Well, it's hard to it's hard to say. You've got you know uh, the confidence meter super high at this point, just because of the inconsistency as they've moved along through the course of the year. Uh, Matt Brownell's group, though, uh, I think they need to go in with kind of a fresh mindset. As you enter the tournament, it was disappointing, you know, the way things went in the in the uh, ACCs, and so they've got to kind of regroup over the course of that week to get themselves ready and and see what you know what they're able to do. They got to defend, they got to take care of that ball, but they got to make some shots. And are they going to have the scoring, you know, necessary to, to move on? And I think that that's the thing with some of these teams in the tournament. You know, are you going to be able to to have the scoring that it's going to take to get you over the top, you know, in what it becomes a really tough, you know, tough journey as you're trying to move on. So it's just been an unusual year for them to feel like, you know, Clemson, they play great for a while, then they have a break, then they play really poorly for a minute. And, and, and then, you know, they're just scratching to, to prove that they, you know, they've got what it takes to move on. So uh, they just, they just got to defend, and they got to put enough points on the board to to do it. So I, it's tough. I think it's going to be a tough one because they got 
know, Rutgers has guards that can score it. And, you know, if, if Clemson's not able to really shut them down a little bit, you know, they could have a fight on their hands against Scarlet Knights, no doubt. Well, Coach, uh, any other? what are the other games you're circling for this weekend as games that you must watch? Well, you know, clearly I'm, I'm going to be watching, you know, the Tar Heels. You know, they've got a really tough matchup with Wisconsin. But, man, they go to the boards, and they, they, they've come such a long way over the course of the year. Um, so that that's one game that I think is going to be really interesting. Uh, you know, I, I do think the Tar Heels have the capacity to go ahead and move on, and they could be a sleeper team to get into that Sweet 16 just because of the way they've played down the stretch and, and kind of identified who they are as a basketball team. I'm kind of interested just because of the – because of, you know, the – the little history of Loyola Chicago moving on into the a few years ago, uh, you know, where some might have felt Georgia Tech was in a, in a position to really win. Uh, now they're in a really tough spot because one of their best players, Moses Wright, is going to be out probably for the first two rounds if if it even makes it that far. So, you know, that that's a really tough, you know, that's a really tough situation for Josh Pastner and his team. So Loyola Chicago, they could be in a position to move on uh, as well. So. You know, kind of a fun game to watch um, as far as that's concerned. Uh, the 116s, I just don't think are going to be a big – I just don't see the UMBC thing happening this year, Tyler. Uh, yeah. But, but you know, your traditional 512, uh, I think everybody's – I think there are a lot of people who are thinking, you know, on, uh, thinking on Friday, you know, with Pat Kelsey's group from Winthrop, you know, we talked about him a little bit and where, where he is in the pantheon of, of some of these mid-major coaches and stuff like that. You know they're really a, a solid. They're a solid team. Uh, it's not like they're a surprise or anything like that. They're a solid team, and they're facing a Villanova team who's lost. You know, Colin. You know, Colin Gillespie. They're they're all American point guards out for the season. So there's your potential first round upset. The traditional five twelve. You know, the upset right there. That that could be the one you see on Friday. Uh, as far as Jay Wright's squad, you know, having a tough battle with with you know with Winthrop, so it's that's going to be a fun it's going to be a fun day of basketball, regardless, and uh, and it is going to be really interesting to see. But those those are a few of the games, and it's just surprising and just so weird to see a tournament without you know without Duke, without Kentucky, uh, but but it's kind of cool to to see how this thing is put itself into the into the Indianapolis area and, and how that's going to play out over the course of the, of the the next few weeks. I think the team for me, just having watched tournaments last week, Alabama has been, has become a really fun team to watch and, and just the energy, you know, of that squad and, and the way, you know, they, they've been moving things along. I think they're a team that, that really could be fighting for a spot in the Elite Eight and potentially even the Final Four. So uh, I think if there's a team that, that you're not really as familiar with, you know, Nate Oates has got a really great team there, and he's got a lot of he's got a lot of spunk, he's got a lot of energy, he's got a lot of passion for what's going on, and he's moved that program into some some places that they haven't been in a long, long time. So that's kind of a team that's fun to watch. All right, well, Coach, yesterday uh, all the staff here at Fox Sports uh, Spartanburg made our predictions of who will be in the Final Four and what who will win the national championship. Here's what I had. Um, I got in the Final Four, I got Iowa, Florida State, Illinois, and Baylor. Your thoughts on my Final Four? 
Say those again for me. Iowa, Florida yep. State, Illinois, Baylor. I think Iowa sounds kind of good. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I just don't know. I just don't know that they're going to, you know, I just don't know that they're going to make it there. You know what I'm saying? I think that that's one team. You know, I think the hype is there. Garth, you know, is, is such a great player. I just don't know if they've got, the complete package that's going to be able to get them to that to that point. You know what I'm saying? Right. That, now that's just me. Um, the other team that I think a lot of people are, are really high on that I that I believe you know should be a, a real contender for potential national championship is Baylor. But I they've had a few little hiccups over the last you know couple of weeks too. So that's another one that I feel like is is going to be tough. You know, the team that people a lot of people are talking about is Texas. Shot smart, yeah, and that squad being there, so it's it, it's going to be fun. I think you know, for me, I'm pretty high. I'm pretty high on Alabama. So, so if I was going to throw, if I was going to throw the the wrench in there, I think I'd be rolling Gonzaga. You can't go against Gonzaga. I mean, you just you just can't at this point. Agreed. It's tough. It's tough, but it, it just seems like, and it continues to happen every year. They're they're good all season long because they don't play anybody, and then they get in the tournament, and at some point they poop the bed. And I just, it's it's hard to pick them when you've picked them year after year, and people have picked them year after year, and then they continue to, to falter there at the end. Right. I know. I, I and that's why I said though from this one. For the first time ever, even the year that they were so good, you know, and lost right there at the very, very, very end, you just didn't. It was like you were trying to pigeonhole them as the favorite, even though it's in my mind that they didn't really feel that way. This time, they feel like, you know, according to the eye test and really just the way your gut feels, that this is the best team in the country, right. and and you feel like there's not another best team in the country. You know, for a while, Michigan looked like they were right there. And now, you know, Isaiah Livers is, is injured. They've struggled a little bit down the stretch between them and Ohio State and Illinois. You could throw Iowa into that mix. You know, they're just beating people up, you know, in their, in their league. So, you know, are they, are they battle tested or are they weary? That's, that's kind of the thing with that. Uh, you know, I think you're going to see, at least one Big Ten team into the Final Four. I think you'll see that. But but are they a little bit beaten up by all the battles that they had to go through, you know, plus everything from the year? So, uh, you know, I think if I'm rolling with a Final Four, you know, I think I'm probably rolling Gonzaga. I am. I'm pretty high on Alabama. I think they're there. Tough to argue against the Baylor Bears. And then, you know, across the board consistency in the Big Ten. I mean, Illinois was Illinois was kind of the one that that seemed to be there. So I guess I'm not a big predictor all the time and things like that. But those are the four to me that probably, you know, I would see emerging 
you know, as, as the final four. So I don't know how that fits into some of what you got going on over there, but those, that's where I'm at. That's pretty good stuff. You had two, me and you have two of the same four. That's, that's something. We're yeah. half, we're halfway. And then I got Baylor winning it all. Which is very possible. I mean, that's very, very possible. You know, if, if, if they get to, if they're able to nav- navigate through those, those early rounds, you know, and, and build that momentum and Scott Drew's team gets it going. I mean, there, there's no doubt they're capable of winning the national championship. Coach, uh, a lot of rumors been flying around about Frank Martin. Um, he met, uh, uh, reportedly met with athletic director Ray Tanner Monday night, late into the night. Um, uh, no decision was announced. Nothing was announced from that meeting. Um, we found out yesterday that, re- again, reportedly, uh, Frank Martin's agent has reached out to several schools, including DePaul and Minnesota, uh, among others, uh, from what we're hearing reports. Uh, to you, what does that mean about the future of Frank Martin at South Carolina? Well, I mean, if they've had these meetings and that, that stuff's gone on, I mean, clearly there, there are things that they're trying to address. Um, seems like you know most of these schools are making quick decisions. So, so I, I don't know. You know, there, there's the one school of thought where if they're having this much discussion and and these these things going on through the night and no decision has been made to that point, you're thinking maybe maybe he's going to be returning to Columbia for another year. You know, and uh, but then if you hear the stories of, of agents reaching out, but, but I think at that point, you know, you're just trying to do your due diligence. If you, if you don't, if you think there is a chance that you're going to be, you are going to be in a different position. You want to make sure that you're having awareness of what might be out there for you on the set, you know, you know, the second that, that there's a change made. So I, you know, you can't begrudge a guy for, for making sure you know what's going on. I don't think it's a situation where somebody's looking you know, hey, I'm happy here. I'm happy here. I love it here. I love it here. And then looking for green pastures, you know, out the side window. You know what I mean? So I think it's a little different situation here. Uh, there's probably a little bit of concern, you know, about the future there. And you got to be able to, to to check what else is out there on the landscape in case something does happen. So, and there are, you know, there are a couple of good jobs that are out there. And, uh, you know, DePaul would be kind of an interesting one because uh, they've been pretty dormant for a while. And, uh, but, but it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens and, and hopefully for everybody's best interest, you know, they'll make a decision here pretty soon. Well, coach, uh, uh this past weekend, uh, your daughter, Hannah had a pretty good weekend as, uh, she, uh, got some all American honors and, and her cross country team, um, had a great finish in the national championships. Well, I'll tell you what, it was pretty special to, to be able to, in Fable, Arkansas, at the indoor championships, even though there were no fans available, you know you couldn't be in. You couldn't actually be inside the the venue for the indoor track uh, championships. I did have a nice. I did have a nice lady at the door who uh, who would who opened. There was one door where you could see probably almost half of the track, so it worked out pretty well. And Hannah was lined up on the outside on the bank. And it, the start was right by those doors, so I was able to, to, you know, get a good view of her right there and see her on the run. The lady opened the door and let me just step right to the door. Could not go in, but I was able to, to watch. And you know, I think that was the chat. The, the five thousand. She ran the five thousand at, at indoor nationals, and and she and one of her teammates, Ellie Hennis, they um, 
it was a pretty it was a pretty challenging run. Uh, the the young lady who won it from Auburn, she kind of took the pace out and then slowed it down. And and I think you know having not raced a lot because of of the way this season played out, you know it was just a challenging race there. But she was able to you know to finish eighth and the first team All American you know status there. But then you know three days later they're in Stillwater, Oklahoma for the cross country nationals, which were postponed from the fall. And, you know, her, her Wolfpack team did an unbelievable job and finished second in the country. And, and Hannah, it, it was really cool, Tyler, because she's, she's, uh, she's a pretty hard-nosed competitor and she's not always happy or always satisfied with, with, you know, with how she performs or, you know, what she feels like went on in a race. But she was so thrilled. It was really neat to see her so thrilled you know, with her her fifth-place finish and, um, you know, to see her on that podium again and to be able to hold a national runner-up trophy was uh, was something I won't, you know, I won't ever forget that, you know, for her because, you know, she's, she's really enjoyed the entire journey, you know, from Wofford and everything, but but to be able to compete with some other, you know, high-level athletes, it was, it was really neat, man. I mean, I'm telling you what, it was really, really neat and, Got to see some places I'd never been. You know, went to Norman, Oklahoma for the first time. Went to Oakland City for the first time. Stillwater for the first time. Went to Eskimo Joe's. You know, that's that's like this famous place and all that. So uh, it was it was really cool. Super super thrilled for her. And you know, now it's on to outdoor and and see what can happen. You know, in in the outdoor season. Absolutely, guys. So tell her we said congratulations, and uh, you know Mitch is still looking for that race with her. So if we could set that up well, um, pretty at, soon, at some point, man. At some point, you know. I mean, <laughs> the problem with track is just such a year-round thing. When yeah. she go, you know, when Mitch go have to make a trip to Raleigh or something. Well, uh, maybe that can be part. Of, Mitch is getting married in like fifty-seven days, so he, you know, maybe they can work that out during the honeymoon. I, or I something. did I don't see know. he had paid off the honeymoon or something like that. So yeah. he's fired up or whatever he had done. So. Well, Coach, good to talk to you as always. Look forward to talking to you next week. We'll be through the first couple of rounds and getting ready for rounds uh, three and four of the NCAA tournament. Um, I know you're excited about having the tournament back, and uh, we'll be watching, and I'm sure we'll talk some this weekend. All right, sounds good. Thanks, Coach. That's Coach Todd Stillman joining us on the Image Printing Hotline here on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM.